Hello, and welcome everyone to Marketing Week's latest careers podcast. This time we've got a special edition where we'll look at how marketers and brands can become more diverse and inclusive when it comes to their hiring. Thankfully, I won't be exploring this topic alone. Speaking to me today is Tanya Joseph. For those unaware of who Tanya is, she is the mastermind behind Sport England's hugely successful This Girl Can campaign. But she's also chair of online women's publication, The Pool, and a Marketing Week columnist. Also joining me today is Olivia Gold Tongo, who's a brand marketer, creator of her blog, Life of a Marketing Girl, and a fashion and lifestyle influencer. Last but not least, this podcast will also feature Ate Davies, who is managing director at Analog Folk and co-founder of Stripes, which is a UK-based initiative that looks to create opportunities for people from the BAME community who want to enter the marketing industry. For those unaware, and I'm assuming most people know what this is, but BAME stands for Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic, which is used to refer to members of non-white communities in the UK. So to kick things off today, it might be a good idea to take a look at the figures from the IPA, which show that only 12% of agency staff are from a BAME background. So perhaps that might be a good question to start with. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, are you surprised by this, Tanya? Um, unfortunately, I'm not surprised at all. The reality is I don't think enough agencies um, reach out to uh, minority communities to, to make it attractive, the industry attractive to, to young people in it. And I think the, the fact that there aren't that many role models in agencies in our sector altogether really means that when you're a young person thinking about what you might be doing, with your life, if you don't see people in it that look like you, who feel like you, then you're not going to really imagine yourself in those positions, really. Correct. I agree. I think having experience working in an agency where I'm the only black girl in the team, where I'm the only black person, um, you know, you know, client facing, it's kind of hard because, um, you know, you are looked a bit differently. Um, and it's just sad and unfortunate because you know, coming in when you're new and you're not as experienced as others, you don't really have anyone to look up to or see, you know, like guidance off the gate. Um, so you have to figure it out by yourself, um, especially when you don't really know of anyone in the industry. Because, um, you know, working in agencies and like creative fields, they're quite closed. So you only know unless you really go and look for it. Um, and it's, you know, it's just been the same trend. And I feel like I just hope that speaking about it and making a conversation about it, we can open the doors for people to take accountability that works within those, you know, agencies um, and people outside of it too. So do you think it does work a little bit like a vicious circle where people might be put off as well because they have this image in their head of it being just very overly white? 100%, especially when you feel like you've just graduated, you, you, you know, like uni, you're still trying to figure out where you fit, where you sit. So, you know, you're just open to experiences and then you go there and then there's no one like you. So then you're trying hard to fit in more than actually show your, um, you know, like show your um, like skill set. So it's quite a weird, um, like weird experience. And then if you do experience something quite, you know, like negative, your kind of initial reaction is to kind of, you know, like run away, like I don't fit in, this is not for me, where it could have, you know, been for you, but you just haven't had the right, you know, like um, experience for you to be embraced as such to say. Um, 
I feel like, you know, the creative industries are very closed, you know, it's not like the public sector. It's very much who, you, you know, um, you know, like who, um, like who you know, mm-hmm. but how are you being offered an opportunity if you don't really know anyone or no one's really looking at you to be a person to be offered um, like an opportunity? So it is a bit of a vicious circle. And have you heard this as well? All the time. And what's really depressing is I am considerably older than Olivia. <laughs> and yet my experience of when I first went to age, working in agencies sounds like pretty much the same as it is now, that you go in and you are the only black person on the floor in the organisation. And that does, you know, depending how strong you're feeling on any particular day, sometimes that can feel overwhelming. And it's really sad that things haven't changed that much. Um, it has got a bit better, but really not that much better. If we um, are sitting in, in, this, in the middle of central London, which is one of the most diverse uh, cities in the world, and yet if you walk into an agency, you will not see the diversity of the of the capital um, reflected in the staff that are there. Hundred percent. I think that was the one thing that's very you know like you know like surprising in the creative industry. We're so advantageous to work on such cool campaigns, work for cool brands, and really have the power to propel such good you know like messaging. And then you go into the agencies and you see the people who put it together then there's no diversity and it's just like how can this be so then it's just like it makes you think if i come here is my skills and creative going to be heard am i going to speak for that dem- you know like that demographic and then most of the times it's not so i feel like you know what we see out there there is better messaging but in terms of the people to be there um of ethnic backgrounds to actually put the work together to do something that hasn't really improved that much Besides brands and agencies focusing on hiring from a more diverse pool of candidates, Ate Davies believe there needs to be more support once people actually join the company. After all, there tends to be a severe lack of role models. We caught up with him to find out more. Whenever you know most organisations look at uh, you know creating a more diverse you know workforce, like the, the focus is always so much on on acquisition, you know. And so it's like, how do we go and get more people, you know? Um, Generally, it's at like a younger level um, and sort of entry level, but you know, in some cases, it will be slightly more senior. Um, and so, um, you know, with uh, stripes and some of the other places that we looked at, there's it, it's, it's sort of like a one to two year attrition whereby they've had people that have uh, come into the business from a BAME background. They don't necessarily have uh, mentors from within the community, or you know, are slightly appreciative of the. Um, uh, of the experience that individual is having uh, in the business, um, they don't necessarily feel supported. In in some of the extreme cases of people we've spoken to, um, you know, unconscious bias comes into play, and so they don't also feel that they're maybe give, being given the work uh, that others have, or being um, coached or progressed in the same way, and so then they they tend to drop out. And Olivia, you also said uh, when we spoke earlier that there have been multiple hurdles as, as well for you to kind of come into the marketing industry. Are there any examples that you could perhaps, perhaps one that you could highlight? That you've yeah, done? there's been quite a few. So just even for something small where I was sitting in the waiting room to be interviewed um, and of course the interviewee came out and they walked past me like I'm looking for like Olivia so it's just the fact that they wouldn't think like me a black girl would have the name Olivia so it's just that um, that's one you know example where there was another example where I did work for a company um, and you know 
you can tell that they wasn't sure, not sure why. And then when I was in a meeting room discussing having a bit of a one-to-one, they were questioning that I made a mistake in terms of spelling. So they were questioning, you know, my grammar, me being like British. So I thought that was very offensive. And then they started to pick out that I'm not fitting in with the team. And I was just like, how did that conclusion come, you know, like come together when they haven't been around me to see how I've actually interacted. And to be honest, I thought I had because we've gone out on lunches and done all those, you know, things that you do together as a group. And then they and then they let me go, telling me I wasn't a good fit. Mm. But then the next day sent me flowers thanking me for my good work. And I was just like, it's, it was such a weird experience because if I wasn't good, why would I even get, you know, flowers? So it was, I think it was very quite, you know, quite malicious to do that and have that first experience. And so it was, it was very surprising knowing that, okay, I'm in this job, like you finally feel like you've got in, but then you're in there and you're still dealing with hurdles based on just who you are and you're not being judged on the work that you do and what you have to offer. It's everything else around it, which I think is very challenging. And when it comes to the hiring aspect specifically, where do you think brands and agencies might be going wrong? I think very often people are hired through informal networks. So the reality is that you, if you ask your staff, and I know this happens all the time, and I, it's a really easy way of doing it, it's a really cheap way of doing it, is say to your staff, who do you know that, that could be really good here? Who have you met? Because you do that, then inevitably people will use their own networks and if their networks are people just like them and I think it's interesting this language around you don't fit or are you a good fit the organisation actually diversity is the flip side of that it's also about inclusion and making sure that people feel like they belong to an organisation and having people who come from loads of different backgrounds with who bring different perspectives and experiences and stop thinking about people that look like you and sound like you and have had went to the same schools as you and thinking about people who can who've got really great skills and really great talent and can give your clients or you know your internal teams the best possible uh, who can bring the best possible talent then it can flip it on its head and i think that what agencies um, in-house teams need to do is think creatively and that should be so tricky because that's what we do, <laughs> about how you might bring in people who don't come from the kinds of backgrounds that, that everyone in the organisation come from. And it means working a bit harder, but I think the payback it will be greater because you will have different thinking. And diversity for me is, is, not, is, is less about what the colour of your skin is or what your gender is or who you go to bed with, but more about the kind of diversity of thinking that people bring. And we know that people who, who have been raised in different environments, right. who come from different countries, who just, in London, who just come from a different part of London, will have a different perspective. And I think people just need to try that much more to bring in people who are just different. Should in-house and agency teams also change the way perhaps they go out to universities and broaden their scope that way? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this actually did happen, um, and it was a few years ago. But I suspect it still happens. This was working when I was working in a um, a more corporate affairs environment. But I had a great candidate person who was working in my team, and I just didn't have a job for them. And I wanted to to sh- I wanted them. They were fantastic. And I wanted them to go and work somewhere. And I called uh, my opposite number in another agency and said, look this person is great, if I had a role for them, I would give it to them. It's going to kill me and I'm going to regret it, but please take them on. And I was asked what university they went to, and because it wasn't an Oxbridge University 
this person wasn't interested. And I was just, are you kidding? This is one of the best people I've ever seen. Mm. So I kind of, you know, things turned things around and we found a, a role for this person. But it was just kind of, stop thinking about where people went to school and just start thinking about how talented they are. And, you know, I've... You know, you can work in programs where you can, if you if you feel that having a degree is absolutely essential, which I have a, a real question mark over. <laughs> but if it is, go work, go, go to universities where they have a greater degree of people, a diverse, diverse um, number of students. Go and work. With, I mean, London is literally littered with them. Right. We've got great universities um, delivering us really, really, really skilled people who don't come from the same background, go and talk to them. You don't have to try that hard. In every one of our big cities, there are some really, really good universities doing some great work, go and talk to them. I question whether we need so many people who are graduates, but that's a whole other debate. And I think there was one news story that I saw uh, recently about BBC where they said they might be removing people's education from um, when people are applying for, for their jobs. What are your thoughts on that then as well? Do you think this is what more companies need to do, kind of have those kinds of practices where you just take away the uh, educational aspect of it? I think it's about making sure you, you recruit the right people for the right role. Yeah. So let's be honest, if, you're, if you need an accountant, you need someone with an accountancy qualification. Right. I've got no problem with that. You just need to think really clearly, what skills do I really need these people to have? How much am I going to train them? How much is it to do with the formal qualification? How much is it to do with experience? And I think, you know, if that if the BBC find that that's working for them and they're and then they're increasing the diversity of their workforce and still getting the right people, then I'm all for it. I think it's really about making sure you get the right people with the right talent, and that means, as I say, thinking really creatively about how you go out and make sure that on the shortlist. On the people that you're seeing, there is a diverse shortlist. Correct. I don't think education is really, you know, like removing of the C, you know, like of the CV is going to make that much difference if they're not willing to embrace hiring people from a diverse background. Um, because some people are proud of their education and want to put them up, and so rightly they should be. Some people, you know, didn't have that experience to kind of, you know, got more like work experience. So everyone has had different experiences to bring them to where they are. And I think they need to be judged more on what they have to offer, um, either from uni or from work experience. I don't think that's going to be, you know, the make or break. So if that's what they feel would help them, then so be it. But I don't think it's going to have to, you know, if I wanted to work there, I would remove my university degree. I think I should still be, you know, you know, really proud of that, but that shouldn't really sway their decision. I think they more have to change their mindset more than what I would have to take off and put on my CV. And the reality is that for when you're at the start of your career, you know those credentials. If you know, if you literally just started your those your educational yeah. background is possibly the only thing that you have. Yeah. By the time you get to my age, no one really cares where I went to university. But I can't think the last time people really asked us to look at my CV that much. Then certainly don't care what school I went to. But it's about, and that's because I have a whole track record that people, which is really visible. So it's making sure that you understand everything that someone brings to the job, rather yeah. than just they've got this diploma or this degree or whatever. How are you feeling overall in terms of uh, the status quo? Are you feeling positive that this might change or are you quite downtrodden about it? I think it's 50-50. I feel like there are many amazing people from diverse backgrounds who are very talented. I think, I 
think more people are getting in, but I do feel like there is, you know, the people at the top are the same. So, you know, until they're more open, uh, accepting, how will that really change? Because for me, aren't they the bread and the butter of a business or the agency or whatever? So until they're open of the shift, how will that really trickle down fluidly? I think that's kind of my question at the moment. Because in terms of my experience, you know, it's still the same stigma as I have to work twice as hard. I have to make sure in terms of every, you know, everything I do is on point. There's less room, room for error because I will be judged. And I don't have that much time to make that mistakes because me, myself, personally, I'm very like ambitious. So it's just like, if I make a mistake, I could have to start again especially with the experiences I have personally happened, um, have like, happened to me. And for me, it's just like, I wanna see more people of color being the directors, being really, you know, places of power to really drive, you know, bigger like influences. I think that's what I really wanna see going forward. Am I optimistic? I think I have to be, because otherwise I'd give up. Um, it's depressing that, it's that we, this many years into the industry, it hasn't changed as much as I would have liked. But I think my job now is to call things out and to ask people to be allies in this. So um, I'm at the agent stage where I don't care if people think I'm a bit of a troublemaker because I will say, isn't it interesting that I'm the only black woman in the room? Or um, where I will ask when you know when I've been on client side, I will want to see the whole team. I will want to sit, make sure that that team is is diverse in in a whole number of, of ways. I also want people who who are again at my level to be to be allies with us to say actually this isn't good enough. Yeah. And you know in the same way that um, I would I'm asking men who see that they're only on they're on a, they've been invited to onto a panel and there are only men on the panel, I'm asking them to say, actually, this isn't good enough. We need to see, we need to have a more diverse panel. I would like that to be, that, that everyone sees this as their responsibility, because as long as it's seen as a responsibility of uh, minority communities, nothing's going to change. Everyone has to see this is a responsibility we all have. And, and I think uh, the more agencies realise that in order to get the best work and deliver the best for their clients, that they have to think about this more seriously and it isn't just about corporate responsibility or any of those things this is about delivering high quality work to their clients and clients start demanding it that's when we're going to start seeing changes it has got a, it has got better it's still not it's not nearly good enough though yeah and i think that kind of validates in terms of what you see has happened out there in terms of for example with the pepsi advert how did something get so far that nothing was flagged? It just showed, well, my question was, who was in the team? In terms of as a marketeer, you know the stages of what, you know, like what happens, what gets signed off, there's a manifesto, there's a creative, like who was in the room? Did anyone have any concerns? Did anyone object? Like, it just makes you question, did everyone think that was okay? And, you know, just many question happens. So it just really like validates in terms of, the diverse talent that's needed within business to really, you know, balance things out, especially when you're delivering such, you know, qualitative and, you know, amazing work out there that's going to be seen by the world. With that, I'd like to round up our special edition careers podcast. I'd firstly like to thank all three of my speakers for talking to me in such a frank and honest manner. And I also hope some listeners might be inspired to look at the way they approach their hiring 
and be aware of the issues people from the BIM community face in the workplace. Thank you for listening.